It's time to present Scott Coupon to bring you another episode of Finance Your Movie with tips and strategies to help you get your money to tell your story. It's time! Episode 522, Faith and Belief Will Get You and Your Film Funded. Now, this podcast is not meant to be religious in any way. I don't really care if you are a religious person or not. What I'm sharing today in this episode is about your faith and really your unwavering belief to your core, which is probably the most important thing to you getting your movie money. And I'm going to give you a few quick examples here. The one is, um, and this was done about three weeks ago. Uh, she appeared on a uh, one of my shows, Melissa Goad. Um, you can go back and listen to the whole podcast if you'd like. She teamed up with an author named Bob Leone, who wrote a book called They Don't Cast Shadows. Great book, by the way. I bought a copy, loved it. Um, it's kind of a faith-based twilight. And Melissa and Bob met. Uh, Melissa had read the book and said, hey, Bob, this could really be a great movie. And the fact is, there's a lot more teenagers and young adults who are watching movies, even if it's streaming, than going out and buying and reading books. Just a fact of life. So they started talking, they teamed up, and uh, they decided they were going to go out and raise the money and make this movie. And I believe the reason they were successful is two, two things. Number one, that they had passion for their project and underlying that passion was the impact it would have on so many teenagers if it was made into a movie and not just a book. And then number two, and this is really what we're talking about today, is they had this faith and this belief without any question, without any doubts at all, that if they talked to enough people in their circles which included their church, just keep reaching out and reaching out and talking about their project, that eventually they would find an investor or investors who would share their passion and belief and help them get the movie made. So then when they got the main portion of the money, and I'm not, uh, they did get a small crowdfunding campaign, by the way, but, but when they got this <laughs> equity investor, ironically, they didn't get it all they had a, a big portion of their post-production and finishing funds. Uh, this guy who stepped up to be the, the main executive producer, he didn't put all the money up front, but Bob and Melissa, they just had faith and they trusted their investor through the whole process. And eventually this same investor did come through and deliver the whole, all the funds needed to finish a great movie and now it's in distribution. Now, one of the things that supports your faith and your belief are references, especially, and, and let me give you some specific examples, because as a filmmaker myself, and as someone who's constantly looking for money for my projects, is uh, I'm going to give you some examples of, of the references that I search for, that I research on a, on a daily basis, and that I'm constantly looking and finding out. And that is, I'm looking 
in researching other indie filmmakers who are raising similar type budgets to my film. So if I'm doing a faith-based film and the budget's a million dollars, that's what I'll try to find similar film indie filmmakers that are doing that. If I'm doing a documentary that's 200K, if I'm doing a half a million dollar horror film, whatever it is, that those are the references that you should constantly be looking for to reinforce your belief so it never ever wavers from the whole fundraising process from start to finish. The good news is there are thousands of these references, including many first-time filmmakers. First-time meaning the first time they've ever done a feature-length project. So here's the really, really great news. If there are really are, and don't, don't trust me, just look at the record number of feature film submissions to worldwide film festivals, it just grows every single year because there's more and more people that are making films and they all got funded to make their films. So if all of these thousands and thousands of filmmakers got their movies funded, there's absolutely no reason that you can't. Now, what's really powerful, and the reason I'm mentioning Melissa Goad's name here uh, for They Don't Cast Shadows is most first-time filmmakers in terms of making a feature is they have some sort of resume, right? No one usually goes out and gives half a million dollars or whatever the budget is to somebody who's never directed a short film. Uh, but what's unique about Melissa, and I'm not trying to throw her under the bus here, I'm just stating a fact, and, and she shared this with me, and I also researched her on IMDb before she came on my show, is she had never directed a single short film. She didn't win any awards for any short films because there were none. And unlike a lot of other first-time filmmakers who maybe didn't make a bunch of short films, usually they've directed and or produced some really popular music videos that have garnered hundreds of thousands or millions of views. Not Melissa. Nothing. Nada. So here's the really crazy thing about Melissa, and this ties to the, the headline of this whole episode today. The crazy thing about Melissa, and I'm not trying to throw her under the bus right now, but she, like I said, she had never directed a short film or music video in her life. Check IMDb. Her co-producer, Bob, had never produced any kind of project. So if you honestly look at Melissa on paper, her resume it's actually ridiculous to the point where she shared all this with me on our previous po podcast. She was very open and honest, and I appreciate her for that. But she shared also this fact that she was so nervous before the first day of filming that the night before the first day, she Googled what a director does on set. I'm not making this up. You cannot make this up. So... How did Melissa pull off this amazing feat? Not only raising all the money, okay, with, with basically no resume, but then making a great film, which I recommend seeing, by the way. It's now, it's been picked up by a distributor. You can see it streaming. And the answer is two things. Number one, in all fairness, she had been an actress for many years, so she had been around the business. She, she had some knowledge. But in terms of 
jumping in to raise all that money and then direct and produce her first project with no prior experience in those departments is, and this is number two, this is the most important, she had absolute unwavering faith that she could raise all the money and make a great film. Both her and Bob did. And that's why I believe they had this incredible success story. Now, another example, this was uh, Kevin Caliber, and this was just on last week's podcast. I believe it was episode 520 or 521, is Kevin laid out how he successfully got two films funded back-to-back is he had belief from the beginning. And, and, and these, I believe, these last two films he did um, were the first ones where he had actually been raising the money because he had been a producer in name on a few projects uh, prior to that. So he, he had a decent resume. He's been in the business for about 10, 11 years. But what he shared with me, in addition to how he played the numbers and his tracking system, which is really important, one of my mantras, as you may or may not know, is the fortune in terms of film fundraising. The fortune is always in the follow-up. Um, anyway, he had he just had a great strategy of always serving every crowdfund donor even if they just put in 10 or 25 bucks and as well as every equity investor whoever put in five ten thousand dollars whatever his uh, his amounts were we didn't really get into the nitty-gritty of that but what we did talk about a little bit after i stopped recording the podcast unfortunately that happens sometimes is i asked kevin i said kevin when you kept sharing your crowdfunding opportunity as well as the business plan for your equity investors and you got up to 200, 300, 500 people and more, did you ever stop believing that you could get funded? And Kevin said, no, never. That belief and his perseverance, I believe is exactly why he got funded. Now, another example I want to go through, and this is going to kind of tie everything together, is I have a client who just got his first production budget investor. And let me just kind of, quick little sidebar here. He had done two previous development investors. Now, a development raise, and I don't always recommend doing this. In fact, usually I don't. But let's just say you're in a real jam and you have some legal funds, uh, maybe a budget you need to put together. There, there's some things you need to do and you just don't have the five, 10, 20,000 bucks or whatever. Okay? So even if it's just a couple thousand bucks, if you don't have the money, in extreme cases, what I recommend is, um, and, and definitely don't try to do this on your own, uh, consult with an entertainment lawyer, is have a separate development investor agreement where you can get that five or ten thousand whatever you need to get the ball rolling and then you close that out you disclose to all the rest of your production budget investors those are your main investors that you did have a small development fund and then you're off to the races raising money for uh, the production fund Um, but anyway getting back to the Uh, this client. So he just got his first uh, production 
investment investor. And this has got to be, these checks have got to be held in an escrow account, strongly recommend, uh, for protecting you and your investors. But here's the kind of the the tricky thing, is let's just say you're raising $500,000 and you get a $5,000 or $10,000 check, you get a couple of those, it's it you got to tell the investor that hey I'm going to hold this money in an escrow account so it is protected until we get the full budget raised okay so it's safe for you it's safe for me but you can't verbally or in writing say how long you're going to be holding up their money it's actually an indefinite period of time the good news is this is a huge tipping point for all filmmakers listening to this podcast because once you actually get your first investor towards your production budget or your first group of investors, and like I said, you can't put in writing or tell that investor that those first those first few investors exactly how long their funds are being held. You can't say, hey, we're just going to hold it for 30 days because you don't know how long it's going to take you to raise your whole budget. Now, it could be three months. It could be six months. could be even a little bit longer. But that Getting those first investors is such a beautiful thing in a way because it puts a little bit of pressure, in a good way, on you to raise the rest of your production budget quickly so that you're not holding checks for a long, long time. And most importantly, so you can go make your movie. Now, at this point, where you have your first investor or your first group of investors, there's no looking back and you need to have absolute faith and 100% certainty that you will get the rest of the investors so you can get to the finish line and make your movie. Now let me summarize by saying every single thing you do in your life, and sometimes this involves scary things, sometimes this involves things that could even cause harm to you, every single thing you do in your life requires that you have faith. Some a little bit more faith than others. And let me give you a very specific example. Now, for those of you who don't live in New York City, where you don't likely have a car or drive, this is for the rest of you. But for those of you listening who drive a car, every single time you get behind the wheel and you go anywhere, you must have unwavering faith that all of the other people driving in the other lanes headed directly to to you, towards you, whether you're going 35 miles an hour or 55 miles per hour, you must have absolute faith that all the other people driving all the other cars are not going to be texting or drinking or distracted and cross that white or yellow line just a few feet into your lane at the same time you pass them. Otherwise, you'd crash and die. Now, this is a very extreme example, which actually it it does relate in a way because there are sadly thousands of deaths every year from car crashes. But my point is, every time you get in your car, you need to have faith. And because you have faith, you don't think about it. You just keep going. Okay? So one of the references that I refresh in... I refresh my mindset every year 
when I'm fundraising is I look at the record number of feature films submitted to film festivals, as I mentioned earlier, all around the world, and it keeps growing and growing and growing. And that reignites, that reference reignites my faith that once I put my business plan together and once I get all my ducks in a row, when I start the fundraising process of sharing my business plan with one person, more than likely, it's going to be a lot of people, that's just the way it works, that I will get funded. I just have that unwavering belief. Anyway, my point and my summary here is that every one of those thousands of filmmakers who do get funded, they all start the process with absolute faith and unwavering belief that they will get funded. And that, my friends, is how they all get their movies financed. Thanks for listening. And remember, it's time! There's never been a better time to make your own indie film. And if you have a dream project you're excited about and 100% committed to getting it funded, go to financeyourmovie.com and click on the green telephone button. You'll see our calendar, and if you find an open spot, grab it. You'll get a one-on-one call with me or one of my partners. It will be the best hour you've ever spent getting clarity and strategy towards financing your movie. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.